Hey guys, my name is Louis Vergi and welcome to Optimize It, a podcast that I created because I wanted to share some of the insightful things that I've been reading, listening to, or even just thinking. Some of these ideas are original and some are relayed or inspired through others. Regardless, my goal with this podcast is to provide some tools and some insight that you can apply to your own life or, as you could say, optimize it. Anyways, hope you enjoy and thanks for your support in advanced. Advance. <laughs> All right, so what I got for you guys today is fix the problem or fix the pain. I feel like a lot of times the pain we feel in this world or not necessarily in this world, but most things we run into is not the problem. Um, The pain that we feel is an alert that there is a problem. The message I'm trying to get across is pain is an alert that there is a problem. The pain is not always the problem. The answer is not always to remove the pain because that problem may still exist if you just mute, numb, or remove that pain. Um, Everyone feels pain to some extent. It's just part of the human experience. It's something we can't remove. Um, It's part of life, whether you want to be or not. Um, If it were If it were an option, I'm sure almost everyone would choose the alternative not to have any pain. However, that's just not how God wired us. So we got to deal with what we got and kind of figure it out. Um, Most people view pain as a bad thing. However, I believe that there is a purpose and that purpose can be important. You just kind of have to do some metacognition and just kind of think about why this exists. So let's get into it. What is pain? Pain is an alert going off in your body. It is there to alert you of or to slow down or take it easy, be aware, rest or recover, or even stop usage in general. Is our bodies trying to relay a message from our brain or our bodies to our brain saying, hey, you should be aware of this or you should kind of pay attention to this? Um, I once heard of the analogy of a smoke detector so let's kind of just paint a picture that you are sleeping in the middle of the night and you are woken up by a smoke detector um that beautiful ear bleeding non-stop sound that you hear everyone has the reaction to stop it because it's just terrible but that terribleness serves a purpose um so i guess what are our two options we have um one We get out of bed and we figure out where the fire is, where the threat is, and get yourself or others away from harm and danger. Second option that we can do is turn off the smoke detector and then go back to sleep because it's the middle of the night and we're exhausted. It sounds kind of ridiculous to do the second option where we will just mute the smoke detector that is alerting us that there's a problem that there's a fire, you should get out of the house. But I feel like more people exercise that option when they feel pain over actually figuring out what's wrong. Um, Some examples of what I'm thinking of is taking ibuprofen when you have a headache or a backache, or taking caffeine when your body's exhausted or you feel a little groggy, or turning to alcohol, drinking, smoking, anything like that when you're stressed out or you're anxious. All those remove the pain, however, don't fix the problem. Um, And that's kind of what we're going to get into now. Um, We're going to kind of split up into two different types of pain, um, physical and emotional. What are some physical pains? Headaches, muscle aches, dehydration, cramps, sleepiness, and anything else you can think of. Um, Obviously, they're a pain in the butt. No one wants to live with a headache, but that headache is trying to tell you something. 
Um, might be telling that you're dehydrated or exhausted or staring at your computer screen too long. Muscle aches, you might be working out too much or you're not even doing the necessary things to recover. Dehydration cramps, obviously not drinking enough water or nutrient or electrolytes to keep your body functioning properly. Or what most of us, I feel like, turn off the pain or the pro- ignore the problem is sleepiness. Um, our bodies are just not getting enough sleep. Um, we're all in this current culture of like wanting to do, 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 um, do as much as we can, cram as much as we can in a day, sleep when you're dead. However, that's just not how our brains work. The beauty of life is you can do whatever you want, but you can't do everything. And I feel like that's where a lot of people get tied up. Um, those are the first things popping out to my mind, but I'm sure there's millions of other examples that you can kind of relate to yourself or think on your own. Um, other type of pain that we might be experiencing is emotional ones. Um, I kind of just want to preface that this does not apply in all cases. Um, whomever you are, how much you, how severely your emotional pains are. Um, however, I think viewing this with like understanding the good side of emotions might be a helpful tool that you might be able to apply in your life someday. Um, so getting into that, the two big ones that kind of pop out to me about just emotional pains are anxiety, depression, or kind of a depression sadness. Um, obviously not talking about a clinical one of either of them, but we've all felt those emotions. Um, so I guess let's just dive into one. Um, anxiety. Why is it here? Why do we feel this pain? Most people just probably want to get out of it as quick as possible. But I think we need to kind of observe or observe and kind of think why, what is my body trying to tell us? Um, it can spur us on, help us stay alert and make us aware of risks and motiva- motivate us to solve the problem. Um, it's a good thing to feel anxious about certain things. Um, that's why they're there to keep you aware of threats that we should avoid and find alternatives to overcome them. Um, in fact, that's pr- the primary role of the amygdala, um, to control our fears and threats from the past. When you're anxious, your amygdala is actually saying, hey, I remember watching or experiencing something similar similar to this. Let's be prepared or warning ahead and let's kind of figure out the situation. Um, so anxiety is a good thing. However, living in a stress of anxiety is not always a good thing or just kind of muting the anxiety and not actually figuring out what you're anxious about and not doing anything to overcome it or solve the problem or even try might just be removing the pain, but not the actual problem. Um, or let's kind of go to like a, a sadness sort of feeling. Um, so I just grabbed two definitions of sadness off the internet, one from the APA Dictionary of Psychology and one from good old Wikipedia. Um, so the APA Dictionary of Psychology says for sadness is an emotional state of unhappiness ranging in intensity from mild to extreme and usually aroused by the loss of something that we highly valued. Um, Wikipedia says, which is kind of the one I'm going to kind of stick with more or the definition will highlight more on is sadness is an emotional pain associated with or characterized by the feelings, disadvantaged loss, despair, grief, helplessness, disappointment, or sorrow. What I want to focus on with sadness is loss. We feel sad because there was something in our life that we cherished that's now gone. Um, And there's probably no way to get it back. Um, Obviously, that's something that's tough. We all feel losses to some extent in our lives. Um, But I believe sadness is a good emotion because it kind of gives us a wake-up call to appreciate the people or the things in your life before they're gone, like whatever you're dwelling on that you lost. Um, There might not be a way to replace what you lost, However, if you just keep dwelling on what you've lost, you might 
kind of shoot yourself in the foot and not realize how much you have. And then when that's gone, you might just be in a deeper place of sadness. Um, one of the hardest parts of like the human experience is that nothing lasts forever. As I was kind of prepping for this, I found this quote on the internet that I feel like applies very well. Nothing lasts forever, but we always try. And I just can't help but wonder why we let it pass by. And I feel like a lot of people just dwell in the sadness that they're feeling rather than asking myself, why am I sad? Or what is this telling me? Or what can I learn from this? Um, Recognizing emotions and understanding why we're feeling them versus overcoming them is a lot easier said than done. If emotions were easy, there would be no need for this conversation or even therapists or anything about emotions. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want you to feel hopeless if you don't feel like you can control your emotions because I mean, I haven't even controlled my emotions. It's something that is the most real thing about being a human. Um, but it doesn't, that doesn't mean I don't think we should work on it. Um, it can be extremely difficult to recognize your emotions and understand why you're experiencing them versus just being overwhelmed or consumed by them. Um, but I think I once heard someone talk about this too, where once you realize that everything has a purpose in your life, even like the good and the bad and the emotions and being able to recognize them and be like, okay, what is this serving me for? It makes it a lot easier to move along or move through. Um, now jumping in right into like, why am I anxious or why am I sad? Why am I depressed? Is probably not going to be the easiest thing. Just like riding a bike, you always start with training wheels. Um, so maybe the first place to really recognize some emotions is to start with some basic emotions instead of like the really complex or the, um, what's the word? Yeah. Complex. I think that's probably the best word or like these complex emotions like anxiety, um, jealousy, anything like this. So I guess let's start with a couple of them like love, joy, fear, and anger. Um, I'll let you kind of think of love and joy and I'll let you work on them through your own, but I'll focus on the ones of love and or fear and anger. Um, so fear, my example that comes to mind of fears that I have is when my, so I live with two roommates right now when they're both gone or sleeping somewhere else for the night, I'm home alone. Um, my mind instantly goes to someone's going to break in. Someone's going to come after me. Something's going to happen. Um, hopefully I'm not alone and I'm sure other people have experienced this to an extent or not. Um, so when I'm home alone, getting ready for bed, one of the first things that go through my head is what if someone were to break in or when I hear a noise from the other side of the wall, um, thinking that someone's in my house Re- when in all reality, it's just my neighbors that share the duplex with me and they're not actually in my house and I'm not actually in danger. Um, so that's the fear and let's kind of dissect it. What are our two options? Um, one, I can sit in my bed and let my fears turn into me being nervous because I keep hearing noises again, just my neighbors on the other side of the wall who are very nice guys and they're not going to break in. Well, even if they do, it wouldn't be a problem because I know them, but anyways, letting my fear turn into nervousness and then letting my mind wander and wander to the worst case scenario, which then I just get anxious about it until I sit in bed for however long. And I just fall myself to sleep. That is me just kind of experiencing my emotions and not, and letting it take over the other side is i can kind of see my fear and work through and find what is this telling me so number two um work through the possibility or the probability of someone actually breaking into my house no one has ever broken into my house thankfully ever so what are the chances that someone's going to do it on the night that i'm alone um or 
I can even just think, what can I do to mitigate the fear or risk of someone breaking into my house? Um, first easy step would be to get out of bed and make sure all the doors are shut, windows are shut, whatever makes you feel more comfortable. Second, I could just put my nightstand in front of my door. That would wake me up if something were to happen or if someone were in my house. Um, I have done both these things because it's honestly been a fear of mine, but locking the doors, checking the windows is an action that I make after I recognize what is this emotion trying to tell me. It's that pain telling me that there is a problem and I'm fixing, I'm not removing the pain, but I'm seeing what the pain is trying to tell me. Um, Let's go to another one, like anger. So someone cuts me off while driving. Um, Option one, and just experiencing my emotions, I can act like a baby and throw a fit. I can start cussing, flipping them off, maybe even accelerating to cut them off um, and just feed into my anger. And honestly, that situation probably just gets more dangerous for me and everyone because I know that that person tried to cut me off um, and that their time is more important than mine. And with those two things, with me just trying to cut them off or make the situation worse, I might even just roll that bad mood into wherever I'm going, into my house, with the people I care about, into work, wherever. That's just me experiencing that emotion. Or what you could do is analyze why am I angry or what just happened? Well, A, obviously I'm angry because someone almost killed me or put me into a dangerous situation. But you kind of have to think to yourself, was that intentional? Um, I feel like it's in our human DNA that it kind of just gets us angry or charged up when someone kind of just like skips over you or makes you feel less important or does something to hurt you in this situation, someone cutting me off. But did they actually intend to do that? Probably not. Um, They probably didn't think that their life is more important than mine. And if they did, they're just in an angry place. But what are some other situations or options that could have happened? They might not have seen me. Maybe they got new, new, maybe it's a husband getting news that his baby's on the way and his wife's in the delivering room. If I knew that, yeah, I'd just let you go ahead and do it. Or anything of the sort that you can think of. I think the big step is what can I learn from my emotion and what is it telling me? Not how can I ride this out or how can I just mute this problem? Because it's there to tell you something. I will also attach um, just kind of like this emotional and physical part. It's easy to kind of think about physical pains and what we do to mute them. But the emotional ones might be kind of harder to like see what or break them down, what they're trying to tell us. So I'll attach like a link to a photo that kind of shows like the basic emotions and then how they expanded to deeper ones. And it might kind of help you with a visual clue if you're a visual learner of like, okay, what does this lead into or compound into sort of thing like that. So I'll attach it below. Um, But yeah, what are kind of the takeaways? Pain is an alert and pain is an alert that there is an actual problem and that pain is not the problem. How can you apply it? If you're feeling physical pain, ask yourself, what or why do I feel this way? And what's the best move moving forward? Um, Sometimes the best move is popping an ibuprofen to reduce inflammation because it's time to perform. Maybe you're rock climbing, running, or even just doing anything. Or having that energy drink because you have a project due at midnight. However, just know that there could be consequences for ignoring the pain or muting it, i.e. feeling even more tired the next day or potentially hurting yourself because you ignored the inflammation or the pain that your body was saying, hey, you should slow down. Um, And maybe on the emotional side, um, ask yourself, what is this emotion telling me? And 
it won't be easy to fix and it will take time, but I do believe we experience all our emotions for a reason and that's why they're all important in some way or another. Um, so yeah, I encourage you to try some of these things. Again, it's easier said than done to not just take the numbing way or ignore it, mute it, throw it on the back burner. It takes some thinking and intentionality to fix the p- recognize the pain and then fix the problem. But thanks for investing some time with me today and listening to my podcast. As Samuel Johnson once said, people need to be reminded more than they need to be taught. So if you gain something from this podcast, I'd encourage you to save it so you can come back to it. Maybe listen to it again, maybe don't, but just be reminded by the words. Um, And if there's something you think you could, it was insightful and could benefit someone else, I encourage you to share it. Maybe they could benefit from hearing the words too. Um, But yeah, whether you do these things or you don't, I'm just thankful you took the time to listen and I truly do appreciate it. Um, So on that, thanks. Have a great night, morning, whenever you're listening to this and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.